You're listening to Eric Rogel Talks with Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes, where you'll hear real stories of the journey to modern manhood told by the men who lived them. Raw, real, and 100% unapologetic. And now, here is your host, Eric Rogel. Hey guys, welcome back to Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes. I'm Eric Rogel, and today... I want to dig into something important. Now, unless you've been off the grid or buried in the sand, you know we've got a lot going on in the country right now. Uh, We're coming out of a very contentious election, one that's still being contested. Some say it's over. Some say not so fast. And and one thing I want to say at the beginning here, this is not going to be a political rant because honestly, guys, I don't care what side of the fence you're on, whether you're liberal, conservative, red, blue, That's irrelevant uh, around what I want to talk about today. Now, here's what that is. It's very obvious that no matter where you stand, there are strong beliefs on both sides. There's a lot of passion, a lot of emotion around all of this right now. And, And listen, this is good because this gets us moving. This causes action. And we've seen this now recently. We've seen more action, more people getting up and getting involved than ever before. I mean, I've got people who never gave a damn about politics or elections coming up and wanting to have conversation with me about what's going on right now. And that's fantastic. I mean, you know, well, listen, sometimes it's a conversation. Many times it's an argument. And again, that's still great because we're talking about our ideas. We're talking about our beliefs where we're talking about our differences. And in the end, We may not agree, but at least we heard each other. And all of that leads to a better understanding of each other and and a better understanding of each other's views. But this is where there's an issue. Because in addition to that passion, into that action, into that wanting to have these discussions, uh, there's also a lot of finger pointing and blame and a lot of accusations being thrown around on both sides. Right? There's a lot of people who want to tear down the other side. And they want to tear down the people who support the other side. They want to make them wrong. Right? They want to make them bad. They want to make them stupid. They want to make them evil. And they want to do whatever they can to make them fail. And, and this has caused a lot of division in families, in friendships, in a lot of relationships. Now, understand... There's still passion and emotion here, but we're looking at the negative side. This is anger, blame, wanting the worst for the other guy, uh, for the other people. Uh, And that's the key thing here. There are other people. So for me, this brings up something important around honor and around honoring those that are around us. Now, honor is one of the sacred seven core values. And if you're not familiar with the sacred seven, uh, there are a set of core values, core ideals that I and and the men of the round table, who you've heard on the show before, uh, we put those together. Now, these are the ones that we believe that that we strongly believe are core to living and leading the right way. Okay, so those core seven values, the sacred seven, are courage, honesty, integrity, commitment, duty, honor, and love, and what I'm seeing that's going on right now, I'm seeing a lack of honor, a lack of 
honoring others, in honoring who they are, in honoring what they've been through, honoring their successes, their achievements. Um, I mean, I feel this strongly because I know how I was uh, earlier in my life. I would see a story of success or hear about a guy that was successful, had had achieved a lot in his career, maybe made a lot of money, uh, a lot of notoriety. My immediate response was always, well, screw that guy, right? I don't give a shit about him. I don't want to hear about him. I don't want to hear what he did. Uh, and I would instantly have like an antagonistic view of this guy. Like he was a, a competition somehow because he had succeeded. That made me feel like I had failed. I had not succeeded. I had failed. And I instantly had dislike for this guy. And I know that sounds crazy, but some of you may feel this same way that you've done the same thing. It's a jealousy that comes up and it can bring up, you know, anger, rage, uh, all kinds of emotion can come up. But then I started flipping it, right? I learned to flip that. And when I would, when I would see these people that were successful, I would turn it into honor. I would turn it into awe, being in awe of what they had actually accomplished. I would look at it with, with appreciation, with uh, admiration, with wonder. And now that takes looking past the stuff that I hated, right? I had to dig deeper and really look at this and put my own ego aside actually and say, all right, well, let me look at this guy and what did he really do? to be that successful. Cause I would always do the whole, like, well, if he made a lot of money, he must've done it, you know, in a shady way. He must've screwed people over or however I, my ego was making it feel at that time. I had to put that all aside and go, well, let me really look at how this man became successful. Let me look at the, the challenges that he went through, the struggles, the failures, the, the achievements that he made to really get to be who he is. And that, that's honestly, guys, is part of why I put this, this show together. But I started doing that. And you really have to dig deep, put your own ego aside to do that. And it, and it also reminds me of um, Stephen Lang's quote. Now, we had, we had Stephen Lang, the actor, on as a guest a few episodes ago. And he said during that show, great quote. He said, I don't like that man, so I must get to know him. And that is powerful, guys, and really really important because there's incredible value in this, in, in really getting to know someone who you on the surface decide that you don't like. So try this, uh, take someone you hate, take someone you really have strong emotion, uh, negative emotion for, uh, it might, might be the guy you didn't vote for, for president, right? That's one that gets, uh, the passion rising in people, the anger, the, the one-sidedness going in people right away. I want you to do this. So pick, the guy you didn't vote for for president. And I want you to find five things that you admire about him. Five things that you can look at and, and, and appreciate about him. Now, you might vehemently dislike this guy and you might want to see him disappear. You might want to see him gone, but do this. Look for those five things that you can admire and appreciate about him. I'm, I'm going to give you some from both sides to get you started. So for Trump, here are some things I admire about Trump. Uh, he fights with tenacity. I mean, this guy knows his warrior and he can tap in and he never 
gives up. I mean, they've had this guy down a bunch of times and he keeps getting back up and keeps swinging, right? And he's always focused on the win in any situation. He is focused on victory. There's no lose in this guy's mindset. And I can really admire and appreciate that about him. Now, for Biden, on the other side, I see a man who is incredibly devoted to his family, to his ideals. This is a man who comes from his heart. And he's also a man who's had to persevere in the face of multiple tragedies. I mean, just unbelievable tragedies, losing his wife, losing children. Um, And he's been able to move forward when most men would have cracked. So that inner strength that he has to keep himself moving, I truly, truly admire about Biden. So take those things and take some others that you might think of that you can appreciate and honor about these men and look at them and feel how amazing those qualities are in them and appreciate them for them. Instead of wanting to tear them down for what you don't like, really honor those qualities in them. Because to be able to appreciate, to to really be in awe and admire something in someone that you believe that you hate or that you vehemently disagree with, that is a tremendous strength, guys. That is powerful. And for me, this leads to three things. First, I find it personally, it makes it a lot harder for me to want to see them fail, for me to want to see them suffer or to want to tear them down. Right. So I may not agree with them. I may not agree with their views. I may not agree with their actions. I may not agree with some of the things that they say, but I can appreciate and I can honor them for who they are. And that takes the hate and the anger out of it. There's an understanding there, right? There's that appreciation there that hate and anger get pulled out. And if I do need to take an action, It's a positive action instead of a negative one. So for example, rather than wanting to tear them down, say horrible things about them, post things about them, wanting to see them fail, I come up with a better way or a better plan. So what do I have? I don't agree with what they're doing, but what do I have that's better? What do I have that renders what they're saying or doing obsolete or moot? See, that's that passion that comes up, that drive to want to go forward and do better rather than anger and tearing down. And so that gets into the second point that I want to make on this. There's, there's power in honoring another human being. So when we hate, when we want to tear down, really what we're doing, guys, is we're making ourselves into a victim and we're making them into a victimizer. Right now, that gives them power over us. It gives them power over us, our situation. It gives them power over our emotions. But when you can honor and appreciate them, even when you don't disagree with them or, you know, feel you hate or dislike them, when you can honor them, you take all of that away and it puts you in command. It gives you the power now. So, in honor, take a look at this. In honor, there is power in dishonor. There is weakness. So when you honor someone, when you can appreciate, be in awe, acknowledge, admire who they are, that gives you the power. 
when you're dishonoring them, saying nasty things, horrible things, wanting to tear down, wanting to destroy, there is weakness when it's coming from that anger and that negativity. So now there's a third thing that's here that I, uh, it's something that I do after I dig in and I, and I really look at few things that I can admire about this person who is, you know, pissing me off or I hate, or I really don't like, um, after I dig in and I look for what I honor and appreciate about them, I really look at it in myself and I look at where can I integrate that into myself? So for example, uh, given what I said about Biden and Trump uh, a few minutes ago, so I know uh, looking at the stuff from Trump, I can always be more tenacious, more driven, tap more into the warrior as I go into certain situations and always, always be more focused on the wins. And if I want to integrate some stuff from Biden, I also know that I can always, uh, you know, increase that bond with my family, that that love for my family. And, and I can also look at how I can handle difficult situations with more strength, with more grace. Um, uh, cause I love how he does that. So those are things that I can bring into for myself. So guys in the bottom line here and to, to, to wrap this up, I'm not saying you have to love these people, right? That you got to go to their house for dinner or invite them over for a beer, which, which would be a good idea, but I'm not saying you have to do that. What I'm saying is just really look deep to find the things that you can admire and appreciate about whoever this is that you decide I don't like. Uh, find out what you can admire and appreciate them about them. Uh, look for the lessons that you can learn from them. Look for the things that you can integrate from them into your own life, which makes it so much easier to appreciate who they are. And now here, here's the real kicker that this brings up too, because... My experience, what I see is most of the time when we see in that other person, when we see in them something that we believe we hate, it's usually something we see in ourselves that we either hate in ourselves, we kind of resist that we've got that in ourselves, and we see it out there and don't like it out there, or it's something that we wish we had for ourselves. And that brings up that jealousy stuff from my story from earlier about how if I saw something in somebody else and I didn't have that, it really was a jealousy that was driving me to not like them. And, you know, this happened to me in college. Uh, there was a guy that I went to college with, and, and I think it was the first week of freshman year. He was in the dining hall, and he was giving me really dirty looks. And I don't know if it's because I may have... <laughs> I may have given him a look at some point. I mean, this was a big guy. He played on the football team uh, at our school. Big, big guy. And he was wearing like this, I mean, this is the 80s, so you can imagine, but he was wearing this electric blue fedora. And I must have looked at that and made a face or something. And he looked at me and, <clears throat> you know, he was kind of giving me the, the the eye every time I would see this guy. And, and I actually was... A little concerned that, you know, I didn't want this guy to catch up to me in a dark alley or something. But um, I really looked at it, what I didn't like about him or what kind of triggered me about this guy. And it was because 
he carried himself with such confidence and he had a tremendous confidence to wear that hat everywhere. And while you might say, well, you know, that's a stupid fashion decision or whatever, that wasn't the point. The point was he had the confidence and the balls to actually wear it and wear it around. And I didn't. And so that bothered me about him. And to make, you know, give this story, um, you know, a kind of an ending. And now I don't know what, what it was that he didn't like about me or that triggered, you know, me and him. You'd have to ask him that. But, but eventually we did meet through mutual friends, found out we had a ton in common, became really, really good friends. And the next year we were actually roommates. So in really taking a look at on the surface, holy shit, I hate this guy. This guy scares me. I think he wants to, you know, beat the shit out of me. Um, and I really don't like him. I'm making fun of his hat and all this other kind of stuff. At the end of the day, we ended up becoming really, really good friends. And um, I think we've seen that uh, even on the Supreme Court with a couple of the justices. I know Ruth Bader Ginsburg and um, Justice Scalia, Antonin Scalia, were, were very, very far apart on the political spectrum and in their beliefs and their ideologies. But they were very, very, very good friends um, in their personal lives, which I think is an amazing thing and a lesson that we can all look at and learn from. So... In wrapping this up, guys, we, we may never love everyone, and I'm not asking you to love everyone, but what I am saying is we can appreciate, admire, uh, <clears throat> acknowledge, and be in awe of and learn from these people we believe we don't like when we can honor that about them and live with honor. Uh, and it all it stops the hate. It just stops the desire to want to tear down and to destroy them. And that is the highest form of honor. So I want to thank you for listening to Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes today. I'm Eric Rogel, and I'm proud to be with you by your side on your hero's journey. I'll talk to you next week. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.